Welcome to Thoughts on the Market. I'm Mike Wilson, Chief Investment Officer and Chief U.S. Equity Strategist for Morgan Stanley. Along with my colleagues bringing you a variety of perspectives, I'll be talking about the latest trends in the financial marketplace. It's Monday, March 9th at 1130 Eastern, so let's get after it. Almost two years ago, we published a report that argued equities were likely to enter a cyclical bear market that would take several years to complete. This bear market would play out as a consolidation rather than a wipeout like 2008 and 9, and would affect various stocks and sectors at different times rather than all at once. I later called it a rolling bear market and would leave both bears and bulls unsatisfied. I always viewed last fourth quarter's rally as more about liquidity than fundamentals improving and thought it could last into April or May when the Fed was scheduled to curtail its latest balance sheet expansion program. However, the unexpected COVID-19 outbreak has brought that timing forward, and the recent correction in equity markets makes the entire fourth quarter rally last year look like a false breakout. Such technical patterns are troubling because they highlight trapped capital that came in late to the rally at bad prices. If that signal is correct, it suggests our original consolidation slash rolling bear market as unfinished business. Most investors, economists, and market strategists have been viewing the unfortunate coronavirus outbreak as a temporary shock and it won't persist much beyond the first half of this year. There's also a growing expectation that the second half of this year could see a snapback aided by fiscal and monetary stimulus, some of which is already taking place. I would concur with that, but I also believe it may be a mistake to look at the coronavirus in isolation when thinking about the potential damage to the economy and risks to the equity market. More specifically, the coronavirus is the fourth economic shock in the last two years. First, we had the fiscal stimulus that led to cost issues and margin pressures for companies, resulting in an ongoing earnings recession, especially for small and mid-cap companies. Second, we've had an ongoing trade dispute with China. While the phase one trade deal was a de-escalation, it left existing tariffs in place, along with uncertainty. Finally, the Fed's aggressive monetary tightening cycle in 2017 and 18 works with about a two-year lag. And now we have the coronavirus, a direct hit to the U.S. consumer, the linchpin of the economy. In other words, growth concerns are about the cumulative effects of all four shocks and whether COVID-19 finally pushes the U.S. economy into a recession. To me, this justifies the market's strong reaction to the virus, which most economists and strategists still view as a temporary shock on its own. Nowhere has the reaction been more dramatic than in the U.S. Treasury market, which has moved in ways rarely seen outside of an actual recession. The same holds true for our U.S. equity cyclical defensive ratio, commodity prices, and other economically sensitive assets. The Fed is paying attention and took aggressive action last week. However, emergency intra-meeting Fed cuts have historically not been constructive for equity markets, particularly over the following 6 to 12 months after an initial 1 to 3 month rally. Of the 8 intra-meeting cuts, 7 either preceded a recession by a few months or accompanied one. Bottom line, I've always thought the cyclical bear market that began in 2018 had unfinished business. The coronavirus provided the spark for its completion, which means pricing in a greater likelihood of U.S. recession. We believe equity markets will struggle until policymakers get back ahead of the curve with more interest rate cuts and an extension of the current balance sheet expansion or official quantitative easing program, something we think is forthcoming soon if markets remain disorderly. In the near term, I see another 5 to 10% downside for U.S. equities from current levels, which would take the S&P 500 down to about 2,600. The downside could be greater for the NASDAQ, which is priced in less recession risk than other indices and is still quite crowded. Credit may also have more relative downside given the recent sharp decline in oil markets. 
The silver lining is that once this correction is complete, the consolidation rolling bear market will be over and the next leg of the secular bull market can begin in earnest and we will soon be recommending new purchases. Stay tuned to this podcast for updates. Thanks for listening. If you enjoy Thoughts on the Market, please take a moment to rate and review us on the Apple Podcast app. It helps more people find the show. The preceding content is informational only and based on information available when created. It is not an offer or a solicitation, nor is it tax or legal advice. It does not consider your financial circumstances and objectives and may not be suitable for you.